Assalamu alaikum. You are tuning in to an episode of Talk Yahaq, the podcast where we discuss the relevant truths impacting us as Muslim youth. I'm joined by the one and only, oh, my host. <laughs> Actually, my name is Idris, but you already know me. But I'm joined with the brother, Sheikh Fuad in the building. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. How are you? Wallah, alhamdulillah, I'm doing good. How do you feel being back, bro? How do you feel being back? It feels nice, mashallah. Yo, we feel new and improved. Alhamdulillah. The set is different. No more no more, no more, couch. No more couch. But the yeah. couch was comfortable, though. It was very comfortable. Yeah, now we're now we a little bit uptight. Yeah, now, now we're in more of, uh, you know. Cheers, cheers, mashallah. No, exactly. Still very comfortable. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Bro, I feel like I have to reintroduce you. And I know you didn't want me to reintroduce. And I had this whole thing, like a whole speech. But Chef Fouad insisted I keep Keep it it short and sweet. Alhamdulillah. Okay, so for those who do not know, uh, as of now, Sheikh Fouad is a current uh, resident scholar at MAS, Mass Muslim American Society in the Bay Area, California. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. He served as an imam in various masajid here in Seattle, Washington. I benefited immensely from Sheikh Fuad. Alhamdulillah. Yes, Alhamdulillah. May Allah reward you immensely. And then you left us and went to California. You went to California, bro. Uh, After man. being like brought up here. Yeah. Yeah. Man, how are you enjoying yourself, though? The past year. Living in California It's actually been a year We need an update bro Man I left right before last Eid So I actually like like I drove down the day before Eid Right Led Eid Salah the next day No led Jum'ah Right And I'm trying to figure out if Eid was on a Saturday It was like July 9th Wait you left Did did I leave before you or did you Because I remember I said goodbye to you yeah, I think you left before me. Okay. When did you go to Egypt? You were packing. That's yeah, what I remember. When did you go to Egypt? I left June 22nd. I yeah, remember that. Yeah, you day. left like a couple of weeks before me. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, because, gotcha. uh, yeah, alhamdulillah. So, so it's been a year. Like, right. Eid to Eid has been a year. So. Um, we only have two more days until Eid. So it's been right. like officially a year. Wow. Year. It's amazing. But alhamdulillah. It's so been, uh, overall, it's been a very good year. I've enjoyed my time. Family has enjoyed the time. Mashallah, mashallah. Yeah, They're enjoying themselves in California. I want to hear all about that, bro. I'm curious to hear, because you went from Seattle, and we even talked off the pod, but I would love for you to share more mm-hmm. about life in California. Yeah, I know Hollywood, they got you thinking sunshine and rainbows. Hey, man. And the way you're talking about it, you got to be thinking it's sunshine and rainbows. 100% it's sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> mashallah. No, no, subhanAllah, a lot of sunshine. Compared to Seattle. Compared to Seattle, so, a lot of sunshine. Mm. Right, it's it's. I mean, this year the rain, like rain, did come. Right, and a little bit of snow did come in the mountains, and you see it and stuff like that. Right, but Alhamdulillah, overall, amazing weather, amazing right. people, amazing that's community. I love it, and it's it's like family enjoys it. Right, usually that's that's you know when when you make a move like that. Right, when it's not by yourself, you have to worry about how are my kids going to fit in, exactly. how is the family overall going to like it. Right. Well, alhamdulillah, um, mm. maybe one of the best decisions I've made uh, moving to California Allah. with its issues that it has, right? No place is perfect. Right. Um, every place has its struggles. Right. But overall, um, Allah has been a good, uh, it's been a good year. Alhamdulillah. Mashallah. Allah. That's, that's beautiful to hear. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, Sheikh Fah, for those who do not know people who are maybe living in Seattle, mm-hmm. who want to hear more about, a little bit more about California and where you're living at specifically, mm-hmm. what are those things that you feel like California maybe they do a little bit different that you're like, wow, maybe we should start bringing these things that they do here into maybe Seattle community and stuff like that. Man, I mean, like the things that they do really well right. is very hard to do because of like the resources that it requires, mm-hmm. right? So, right. you know, Alhamdulillah, I live in Silicon Valley, uh, Santa Clara to be more exact. And just like the amount of wealth over there already, right? whether it's the Muslims or the non-Muslims, right. is very different than what we grew up around. So. Right? So, like, th- there's a few brothers, mashallah, that have got tech jobs and mm-hmm. from Seattle and are moving down and, you know, I get to meet them and things like that. And, mm-hmm. like, one thing that you notice is, really, it's, it's, it's a very different place mm-hmm. in terms of resources available to everybody. SubhanAllah. Right? And even within the Muslim community, right? I don't think I've been around... Like a more wealthy Muslim community wow. than one that is found there. Are you saying, and that's as someone who has traveled no, around the states. Yeah, so I've seen a lot of different communities. Right. But to go to a place where, like, it's normal mm. to be sitting next to someone that's for sure on paper worth, you know, fifty million, one hundred fifty mm. million, and wow. so on. Oh my! Right, God. like, like these, there's people that have real wealth, real wealth. 
to that level to bro? that level i would I even thought that's say only if, like on movies and stuff no, like that no, but you hear sure. that it's like whoa and for us we don't hear about that yeah so and so like the ceiling like you know mm. for people in terms of potential and resource yeah like the ceiling is very high Subhanallah. and the massages over there the type of programming that they're able to offer mm. like outside of like religious programming right. because of the resources that they have it's very easy mm. Like every masjid has like a Boy Scouts program, Boys and Girl Scouts program. Right. Um, it's normal to have a masjid have non-religious activities wow. around like like business, around medicine. Right. Um, and it's like it's very easy. Entrepreneurship. Yeah, like entrepreneurship, right. all of these different things. Right. On top of that, like you would see a lot of Muslim professors. Wow. Right. So people that could help you with many things, you see them, right. whether you go to like Stanford. About so, 20 minutes from my house, 25 wow. minutes from my house. How amazing You go to UC Berkeley. So you see like Muslims graduating there, Muslim right. things being happening there right. in all of these different places. Right. So like if you, if you whatever you want to do, I feel like it's a lot easier to get to it do done it out there. there. Right. And what makes it even easier right. is the fact that, you know, because of the sunshine, mm. people are a lot nicer. <laughs> They're in a good mood For sure it's <laughs> You're in a good mood No 100% right. It has to be the sunshine right. Like it's it's normal for You to go to a place Where Like So <laughs> Talking to people Right You know people think You're an imam so. um, You talk to a lot of people right. Talking to people is easy so. In reality like Like this It's like It's something I've had to teach myself mm. How to talk to people wow. Right. But over there, it's a lot easier because everyone's willing to talk. Mm. And like one of the things that I've seen that uh, like really impressed me right. is the fact that people are willing to help you no matter what, even if they've just met you, right? And yeah. like I've seen, like I used to think, you know, it's maybe because I'm an imam. Mm. Uh, there's like already this kind of respect that comes with the title and people are like, he's new here, we could help and, and so on. But anyone that has moved there, One of the things that stands out is how quickly the brothers are able to help this person mm. without really expecting anything back from it. SubhanAllah. Right? And that's really rare to find in different places. Right. So I was like, okay, it has to be the sunshine. Wow. <laughs> the sun it's just the makes sunshine. you much yeah. nicer. It just makes you happier. This makes you happier. Let right. me help the world. The no, world is smiling you. at me. Let me look, smile back at the right, world. Right. Thing, you know? SubhanAllah. So, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. That's beautiful. <laughs> you know, I feel like those type of resources that you mentioned, yeah. I don't see, to be honest with you, Sheikh Fahad, I don't see... As many of those, maybe if we go up north, north watch like maps area, stuff like that. And I'm not trying to take away from the masajid here, but I'm just saying in general that those type of resources, we don't have that. Is that because of the locality, the economy here in Washington? Because I feel like we're pretty wealthy economy wise. Or is it more so because we're kind of behind as immigrants? Maybe we came we're, here we're, a lot sooner. I think that has a, a lot, lot to do recent. with it, right? Right. So a lot of the people there, they've been there for some time. So. Um, like people have been in the community for 30 years, 40 exactly. years. Here, like especially when you look at our community, right. it's a fairly new community. Mm. You're thinking like the first East African Muslims to come here, right. like late 90s. Exactly. Right? And if That's they were, my parents came. Yeah, like if they mm. were there before that, it would be like very small to the point where like we don't know where you are now. Mm. But for them, it's like, yeah, this masjid has been open since 1980. Right. We've been here since the 60s. Wow. I met someone that came and, and like you, he's been there since 64. So wow. his children and his grandchildren, how are they going to be? What resources are they going to have at mm. their hands? Mm. And because of that, like it's, it's, we'll, we will eventually get there. Mm. But these are people that are already there because right. of that advantage exactly. of time. Exactly. And then on top of that, also just like what is the ceiling for you? Like how far can you go? Mm. The ceiling is much higher there in terms of like whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. I believe like from what I've seen, it's, it's a lot easier to excel there. Right. And it's a lot easier to find people that will help you excel. Mm. Which is here because again, we're new. The, the ceiling is low. Right. And then finding people to help you along that way. Right. It's, it's very it's hard very to find difficult. them. Like you have to embark and you have to basically carve that path. You have to force mm -hmm. it. Because nobody's out here handing you yeah. or giving you yeah. opportunities, yeah. you know. And we're like we're all trailblazers mm, here, right? Exactly. Like everything, mm. this is the first person that's doing it. Over there, it's like, oh, this person has this, this person does that, right. and they're willing to help you. Exactly. They're willing to sit and talk and guide you 
help you avoid the things that you know that they messed up right on. amazing mm-hmm. but how about this you know for me especially i feel in particular that our community has this sense of urgency like what's happening i, I want to say specifically for those who i'm not talking about it's the i want to say more so somali or just east african community and not just east african it's just broader range in here in the seattle bro there's so many problems and we're gonna we're gonna further this is for the podcast episode a different podcast episode of shala that we need to get into but you know there's gangs there's kids who don't know their religion they're very far from their faith and their values yeah mm-hmm. all that's left is the muslim name and they got black skin you know they got our complexion mm-hmm. and they don't have that access those resources those the what you know, all these other areas, Allah Mubarak, may Allah increase them. Mm. But we don't have that here. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, what needs to give from your perspective? I know Allah Mubarak, you have that different insight. I mean, mm. what would, if you had it your way, what mm. would you say? I'm really curious. Man, I, again, like, I feel like with all of the issues that we have here, right? like, these are the growing pains of where we are. Mm. Right? Like, we, like, typically people, you follow the people that you're around. Right. So because of the people that we are around, even if we make like drastic changes, right. these are just some of the things that we have to go through mm. to eventually get to a good good place. Right. right? Everything comes with difficulty. Mm. So if like in that perfect world of mine, right. it would be skipping these growing pains, <laughs> looking at other, other communities and seeing right. what has worked for them right. and implementing that. Mm. But that takes time. Exactly. Because they didn't get there as soon as they got here. Mm. There was that that growing things that they had to go through but one thing i'll tell you like a lot a lot of the things that i was worried about here for like my kids growing up and things like that Mm. my younger siblings i remember you would share that with me yeah like my my younger siblings and stuff Mm. like the things that they have to face Mm. are not things that i have to worry about for my children wow because i'm in a different place right like so, alhamdulillah like i've been able to come back to seattle even though it's been a year maybe six seven times right Again, they're usually very short trips, right? I'll come for like two days, three days, and so on. And like I've come for multiple weeks sometimes. Right. And it feels like, it might not be true, but it feels like every time I come here, there's a janazah for a young brother. <laughs> right? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy on those that have passed. Amen. Living in California for a year, mm. I have not been to a janazah for a person that was killed. Wow. All of the janazas that I've been to, and there's been like a lot of janazas that we have. Right. Um, it has been because these people have reached old age mm. and they've passed away. Right. Or I've seen like very rare cases where it's children that are passing away mm. before like the age of one, wow. like at eight months, two months, like these type of things. Right. Where it's like they're living this regular life mm. and passing away. The last time that the last mm. time that I was here was the beginning of the month. Right. Of, uh, of of this month, when I was here, there was a janazah, mm. and I was I was thinking I was like, man, every time I've come here, there's I always hear about a janazah. Mm. I hear about janazahs in in California. I go to them. It happens at the masjid, but these are different kind of janazahs. Mm. So my that like that worry of where my children are going to grow up and the impact that the environment is going to have on them, right. it, I don't worry as much about it mm. in California as I do here. Alhamdulillah. Right. Right. You know, so like And it I makes guess, sense. Yeah. It makes it as a father, you know, your your children come first and foremost and prioritizing their needs and, and what they their safety and, and everything yeah. that comes with in their life. So living in a place in a community where you can see a brighter future for them, mm-hmm. I perfectly understand. And may Allah put barakah in it. And I got to visit you down there in California, the way you're making it sound. I'm like, one hour and a half, my brother. Yeah. One hour and a half. One hour and a half. You know what? I might actually, no, not even joking. I might, inshallah, swing back. Inshallah, this summer before I leave. Summer is nice. It's it's wonderful. We're always ready to welcome you, inshallah. (laughs) We can ignore that. (laughs) So, Sheikh Fuad, you know what was crazy is I posted on the story, uh, on the Takiyak story Uh of us, the return. And I think you must have saw that because you're like, yo, I'm in the city. No, no, man. <laughs> Where'd you see it? No, no, so I saw that, right? Okay. But no, for me, what happened was... Because it was, was weird how it, everything transpired. Because yeah. literally, we just recorded our first episode yesterday. Oh, And now we have you here. We're here. Can you imagine? No, no, so I saw you the beginning of the month when I came. Okay. For like a little bit. Exactly. I was like, 
like we talked, we were like, hey, when we bo- we're both, both both going to be in the city, right. let's try something. Exactly. But then what ended up happening was like, I was too busy. Right. Um, I had I had to go back to California. Right. And then I was like, oh, I'm coming for a day. Right. Little 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. That's, that's the I'm craziest, <laughs> mashallah. No, that's all I'm here yeah? for. That's, that, you know, the more I keep coming back here, the mm-hmm. more I realize like, that's perfect. That's I come, <laughs> keep I it get short to, and I, sweet. <laughs> I get to see my family. <laughs> I get to see you know right. some of the brothers. Right. I'm out there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, gone. I'm gone. Yeah, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. You know, alhamdulillah. And then I asked you uh, on the thing, I was like, uh, I was like, Sheikh Fuad, alhamdulillah. While I brainstorm some mm-hmm. uh, discussions that we have, beneficial discussions, mm-hmm. um, I said, is there any that comes to mind? And you said something that really, you just, it was just one line. I think it was taking advantage of your youth. Mm-hmm. And I put my phone down. I was like, whoa, that mm-hmm. is like Allah Badik. That is such yeah. a beautiful uh, conversation. Mm-hmm. And alhamdulillah, Alama Badik, I think you especially is such a good guest to talk about this conversation. Yeah. And I, I'm curious though, what was it that triggered that thought that said, you know what, this is the conversation that I think in particular I want to have? Man, so I don't think a lot of people know this, but huh. you've been gone for a year. Takya Haq has been off the air. It has been off the air. My brother Idris has been <laughs> off the grid. Wait, you making this about me? I'm trying to think no, about no. You. So, so what hey. ended up happening was like, right. you know, to see somebody like you at this right. age of yours, right. taking advantage of that time and right. trying to better understand your religion, so. going to Egypt, spending a year learning Arabic and learning right. Quran and so on. Right. I was like, now he can talk about taking advantage of that time. Subhanallah. Right. And what is right. ahead of you? Right. Right. So that's how I was like, Idris this is came the, back, dedicated yeah. time to learning, right. and hopefully more years to come. Exactly. Bidnillah. Bidnillah. So then it's like. This is the perfect Like you're doing all of that To take advantage of this Right Of this young Subhanallah Age that you have Subhanallah Right So I was like Okay that's that's a good topic For everyone to talk no, about No that's so you know, So before, real yeah, yeah Before we get into it Right right go ahead Go ahead How was your time? Wallahi Subhanallah Egypt I said it on the first episode But alhamdulillah Sheikh, Egypt was amazing Like I, I hear from a lot of Mixed reviews I don't mm-hmm. know if you get You get mixed reviews Like Always I, always And it's like and I was, I had, so I was thrown. So you all oh, so amazing, life change. And then I hear negativity, like I'm never going back. And I'm like, whoa. So then I had to say a lot of, like a lot of things, you have to go see things for yourself. Yeah. So when I went out there, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, Sheikh Fuad, that's the first time living in a Muslim country, mm-hmm. living in a Muslim country so where I'm walking down the street and I can say, Salaamu Alaikum Alaikum Salaam. It's my reflex. Salaamu Alaikum Alaikum Salaam. Yeah. Can you imagine? And it's like, you, and there's then going off everywhere. Mm-hmm. And you're in that element. You're in a place where the cultural, like even though I'm Somali, I feel so close to the Egyptian because of the cultural values is like this, bro. Yeah. The family values, the respect for your elders, how you move, how you talk. It's in our, it's written, yeah. I guess it's from our deen, it's from our akhlaq, how yeah. the Muslims carry themselves. But then you come to America and there's that disconnect from where you grew up. So when you see that, you go from feeling like a minority. And Egypt, wallahi, even though it's Arabs, it's all love. Like right now with my other brothers, I love them to death. Uh, Egyptian, I felt like I was like this. Bro. I'm one of them. You're one of them. Yeah. You know, maybe you haggling, you're trying to hustle for some money, get mm-hmm. some more, you know, yeah. money. But it's it was an amazing, amazing experience. And you went out there too. And I, mm-hmm. we both had that. Would you say that you had the same experience? Well, alhamdulillah, I think it was right. best years of my life. Subhanallah. Right. I wish I could relive them. Subhanallah. You know, um, right. but it's, it's, it's really, I think any time... Mm. When it comes to like negative reviews, right. obviously it's not a perfect place. Exactly. At the end of the day, everything it's not America. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's true. We are people that are spoiled. <laughs> right? We are very spoiled living in this country. SubhanAllah. And it is a ni'mah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah truly has blessed us here. Right. Right? Like, and this really what ends up happening, mm-hmm. negative reviews come because we are comparing that place mm-hmm. to America. Exactly. I can't find the comfort that I used to have. Mm. The comfort that I have become accustomed to where I don't even think like this is a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah. So when there's hardships, mm. you're thinking, man, there's no power today. Mm. There's no food, water. No water. The food is not how it, mm. it should taste. Mm. All of these things, you compare it to this land. Mm. Then you're not going to think about it. But instead, like the way that you should be looking at it mm. is, I'm in a country. Mm. Where my Islam mm. is everywhere. Mm. There you go. This is like it, that comes. There's with no greater. Yes, there's nothing greater than that. Man, hearing the adhan five times a day. Subhanallah. 
being able to go and learn the language of the Quran. Where women can walk around with hijab and it's no one bats an eye. No one looks at you. No no worry. You can walk in your thobe for the most part. Yeah. And it's cool, you know? And it's like, subhanAllah, like looking at the struggles, I remember flying in. It was it was funny because it felt like a dream, bro. When I was flying in, uh, Wallahi, and this is another thing about time, Akhi. Sheikh Fuad, I was flying in the plane. I was like, the time that I was gone for a year, it just felt like a blink. Really? Yeah. The time that I left when I was flying and landing, taking off, mm-hmm. and the time I'm coming back, it was like it was like this, bro. That's it. You know. What and what say. I was coming with, all yeah. that was left was the internal. What changed? What do new lessons? What knowledge? What benefit? And it's like Subhanallah, that that brief time. And I'm so thankful. And you were the one who was trying to get me out there. You was like Idris, Idris. I remember you was telling me because you were my, one of my first teachers. You know, you were telling me Idris. You know, Idris, you gotta go. Alhamdulillah. Like I told you, man, this is amazing. I get to see you. But hopefully, I don't see you for a long time. Inshallah. In person. That's the funniest thing someone can say. Right? In person. It's like, I miss you. I haven't seen you in a long time. Uh But next time, I don't want to see you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to. We'll talk on the phone. We'll do our voice chat. WhatsApp. WhatsApp was our thing. WhatsApp, you know, but I I need my guy to go and study. Yes, yes. Dedicate these youthful years to learning. And again, just like this year felt like this, right. and it went by. As they say, when you're having fun, time flies, right? Exactly, that's true. The next five years will feel the same. It's it's so crazy. Like like my my kids are getting older, right? But I feel like I'm staying the same age, mm. right? Like I I don't see anything <laughs> change. Like what, what's happening? But then to you me? look in the mirror. It's like whoa. Like, that's why you see older, older people. Older people. They look in the mirror. It's like yeah. It freaks them out, man. And it's like like so time is moving, right? What do you want to do in that mm. time? Five years from today will come regardless. Where are you going to be in those five years? Right. So hopefully we'll be studying, Inshallah. finishing up Azhar And my guy is going to become one of our future leaders. Bi-idnillah. Bi-idnillah. That's the hope. Inshallah, inshallah. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for tawfiq. That's all we could ask for to rectify our affairs and rectify our intentions. That's the number one thing. And I want to dive into this topic of youthfulness in particular and taking advantage mm-hmm. of our youth what, like when the, I think especially from the youth perspective I want to really speak on behalf of our demographic mm-hmm. there's this lack of sense of urgency that many of us experience even me right mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's like you know what you should be doing but you don't do it you know what's going to get you to that place that you want to be that mm-hmm. five years mm-hmm. maybe many of us or some of us don't have it, but some of us at least have an idea. Mm-hmm. But we don't have that sense of urgency that we should to in order to get and achieve those goals. So what is it that you think many of these youth is stopping them from having that sense of urgency, that perspective where they're like, you know, I need to really push myself to get to that place? So I think um, like what's stopping us is, is, is shaitan mm. and the idea that we're going to live forever. Mm. My youth is going to be here until I don't want it anymore. Subhanallah. All right, like that's really wow. this this the idea of I have more time. I don't need to be urgent. I don't need to go and study knowledge now. I don't need to get better now. Like all of these things, they'll be tomorrow. They'll be tomorrow. They'll be tomorrow. Mm. Right. And as the poet, he says, mm. you know, you say you're going to make toba tomorrow. Mm. Who promised you that you're going to reach tomorrow? And really this should be our understanding Of how we live our lives mm. Don't put things away for tomorrow That you can do today mm. And the successful people Were the ones that did what they wanted to do today right. And then they were able to relax tomorrow mm. And if we don't do the same right. Tomorrow will never come mm. Right You know when I tell people like right. <laughs> We talk and, and I'll tell them you know, I want to see you You want to plan something Let's plan it for the day after tomorrow mm. If I don't want to be there, that day will never come. That right. day after tomorrow never right. comes. That's true. And that's what we t- like. We we convince ourselves right. that there's no need for me to be urgent, mm. and Shaitan plays a huge role in that, so. right? And then on top of that, too, the environment that you're in. Mm. If everybody's doing the same thing, right? Khalas, I'm, I'm going to do the same thing. Right. I'm going to move as everyone else around me is moving. Right. So that's if everybody else is not urgently moving. Mm. You're going to go along with them. Exactly. If everyone's urgently moving, there'll be some inspiration that comes for you to continue to do that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And well, as beautifully put, you know, the perspective of us growing up, mm-hmm. I would say that the way we're shaped by the friends or the people that we have around us, 
it's like they have no direction. You don't know where you're going. You're just going with the flow, especially in the youth. They're like, bro, what, what's the rush? Or some people are not taking it serious. Or some people, they're just genuinely, they're, they don't have a, a clear defined path. And they're figuring things out. And so how does one take advantage of their youth to discover that? What is that potential or that, you, that talent, that they, whatever it is that they need to tap into? How does one go ahead and figuring that out? Because that's the first step. It's like, how can I go ahead and find that path if I don't yeah. know what that is? Try everything you can. Hiya. Leave your comfort zone. Mm. You want to, like, you, you don't know what you want to do. That's right. fine. Right. right. Not everyone knows this is what I want to be. Right. People, not everyone is made like that. So, what you do is leave this place that you're at. Mm. Go and see the world. Mm. You know, one of the things that you find in the Quran a lot is. Travel throughout the lands mm. and see what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has done right. to the previous nations. Right. Or go and see the ayats of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when you begin going from one place to another, mm. you're going to just automatically adopt to the, the ways of those people. Mm. Maybe there you're going to be inspired to where you want to do what they're doing. Mm. Right? Like my siblings, alhamdulillah, some of them have been able to come visit me in California right. multiple times. Right. Every time they've come, there's a stronger desire to come back, to be like the people there. Right. Because this is what, what that environment fosters. SubhanAllah. Right? So go, mm-hmm. like, you don't know what to do? Go figure, like, really think, where do you want to see yourself 10 years from now? Mm-hmm. You can't get a clear picture? Move throughout the land until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows you. SubhanAllah. Right? And especially when the time of no responsibility, the time of no children, no family, no... Like things that make you worry about, I'm not that flexible in my ability to move around. Do it before that time. Then you'll be inspired. Right. And then you'll be able to decide, this is what I want to do. Mm. These are the people that did it before me. This is yeah. the way they went about it. Yeah. Now this is what also I have to follow. SubhanAllah. No, I think that's so beautifully put. I would agree with you. Even when I was like, because uh, my parents, they even told me, okay, go to school. You know, go to school, go to school. That was a big thing, first generation. And I said, look, I don't know. What specifically, I had an idea of, I didn't have a specific career or something in mind. Mm-hmm. I always knew, okay, I wanted to go study the deen. I wanted mm-hmm. to go learn more about my religion. I also have certain just traits. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoy teaching. Mm-hmm. I enjoy learning. I enjoy sitting and conversating. Mm-hmm. So that all revolved around education. And they told me, they just go to school. And the first two years, the first, yeah, go to school and just start, start, right? Mm-hmm. Right after college, uh, right after high school, excuse me. And then those first two years, you can just take any credit as long as it's building to that 90 credit mm-hmm. before you actually have to choose yeah. your major. Mm-hmm. And then I was just experimenting. Bro, I was taking digital marketing class. I was taking biology class. I was taking like, yeah, bro. And I, mm-hmm. and I took education class. I took psychology. And then I recommend this in that you don't have to choose your major right away. But what that does is it opens your mind. You explore. And as well as Egypt, by going to Egypt... And I even traveled, alhamdulillah, from Egypt. I took a few breaks. I shouldn't be telling my teacher. But alhamdulillah, the weeks off and stuff like that for holidays, I went to Kenya. Mm-hmm. Right, I went to Zanzibar. Mm-hmm. Alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah. I also went to um, Qatar. Because oh, yeah. you know the World Cup was happening. Mm-hmm. I didn't go for the World Cup. But I went after just mm-hmm. to go check it out. Yeah. And, so, and I did that on a solo trip. Qatar mm-hmm. was my first solo trip. Kenya and Zanzibar, I met with family. Mm-hmm. Bro, you know how much that opened my mind? SubhanAllah. Bro, SubhanAllah. When you travel just to Egypt. But no, when I went beyond that. And then you start interacting with people. Then you, you experience being alone by yourself. You have to hold your own. You have mm-hmm. to be responsible. I had a roommate. <laughs> I don't think he's going to mind saying, uh, me mentioning. But I remember one day he asked me, Idris, I don't know what the difference, what's the difference between this shampoo and body wash? And mm-hmm. I said, what? He didn't mm-hmm. know the difference between shampoo and body wash. Why? It was a 17-year-old brother. He said, my mom just does the shopping. Mm-hmm. So it's like, wow, like, when if how are you supposed to know what direction? You don't know these basic stuff. But when you leave, you become responsible. You explore. You do your own thing. You know, then you're able to Alhamdulillah, figure out your direction. Yeah, yeah. You so there's always movement. Right. And movement will, will, like, will really open mm. your mind. You just don't want to stop. Yeah, yeah. Right. You really don't want to stop. And the more you travel, right. and it doesn't even have to be like, oh, I have to go from Seattle all the way to Qatar. Exactly. All the way to Egypt. <laughs> so you could just do a trip right here. Go to the east side. Exactly. <laughs> go, go see the Muslims there. Right. See how um, they're living. Go right. see how the people there yeah, are Go living. visit New York. Go yeah, see the go, Muslim even community. Here, yeah. Texas. I've been to, I yeah. love the Texas community. I have some followers from there. MashaAllah, amazing people. Yeah. And then California. 
just exploring That's different it. areas. Yeah. It's it's amazing. But when you're in your own environment, uh, I heard this quote that said like, if you don't choose the direction that you want, if you don't take your life by the horns and you kind of yeah. apply yourself, then people will put you, people will use you in their own objective. 100%. So if you don't use you and your talents for your own ambition, people will use, they'll put you on their job. You'll get a job. You'll work a salary. And guess what? You're going to contribute to what they want. And that's fine. But look, just know that you, what your direction is just going to go to contributing to what they want. Yeah. That company or that organization or that institution. Mm -hmm. But when you look and you reflect, okay, what is it that I want to achieve at the end of the day of my life? Mm -hmm. And we're all discovering that. Mm -hmm. But say, okay, I need to start doing that. But here's the thing, Sheikh Fouad. I hear from a lot of youth, especially societal expectation right, which is normal, mm -hmm. okay, you studied, alhamdulillah, you studied community psychology, mm -hmm. a bachelor's in community psychology, when you have these societal expectations, it kind of takes away from your natural inclination of maybe what you want to do, so let's say your parents are kind of pushing you a certain direction, or, you know, getting a, a, a certain prestige or status, so you're not looking at what you want to do or what your passion or something like that, it's kind of what is society pushing you to so how do you feel on that subject? Because I know people feel different ways. People say, you know, it is what it is. But some people also have different perspectives. No, just follow your own direction, your own calling. What is, I just, before I expand on this, what is your take on that subject? So I, I, I think there has to be like a balance of both. Right. Right. I think society has very broad expectations. Mm. You have very specific expectations for yourself. Right. There has to be a balance between that broad expectation society has right. and balancing what you want to accomplish. Does it fit into what broadly society is expecting of me? Mm. Us growing up here, one of the things right. that our parents emphasized right. was us getting our degrees. Mm. Because maybe there were a people that did not have degrees. Maybe they just came and as soon as they got here, they had to start working. Mm. So they really emphasized their children so. To not have to go through the struggles that they went through right. for them to get their degrees and learn and say, I've graduated from a four-year college. Here's my bachelor's degree. Here's whatever it is. So that was really pushed. Right. But for our community, it wasn't more like, okay, actually, you have to do these type of degrees. Mm. You have to do these type of things. And at the same time, like the end goal of the family, mm. the end goal of societal expectation right. is for you to just be comfortable living. Mm. Is college going to be the way you get to there? Mm. Or is something else going to be the way that you get there? Right. Their expectation is eventually you're going to come to this place. Right. So just saying is what I want to do. Mm. It might not fit into like specifically into every societal expectation. Exactly. But it fits into the broad expectations they have. That you're successful, you're comfortable, yeah. you're secure, you're well. And I think that's what most parents want. At for the end, child. that's what they want. That's what they want. Yeah. But then there are those minority situations where it's you. It's like they already. I don't want to get into details, mm -hmm. but just know I know somebody who literally, bro. And this yeah. is what I saw in Egypt. I was like, wow, different life stories, where some people their life is scripted, bro. Yeah. And I was shocked. I was like, whoa, where their life is, you're going to go and you're going to study this. Mm -hmm. You're going to go and you're going to work as this. And you're going to do this after. And I said, why? And maybe they're being funded by their parents as well because they're young and stuff like that. And I'm saying, whoa, this is because then I, I saw different cultures. Alhamdulillah, I think we're very blessed here and maybe from our cultures. Alhamdulillah. And Alhamdulillah, maybe some of our parents are more flexible than others. Mm -hmm. But then you see that and it's like, and I really sympathize because in Islam, we know about being dutiful to our parents. There's mm -hmm. big emphasis. You can't even say oof to your parents. Mm -hmm. And, and the status of you is so high. But then as a child who you want to explore your life and go your own direction, mm -hmm. it's how do you walk that fine line of trying to go ahead and take advantage of your youth in the way that you want? But then you have this where it's like, whoa, how am I supposed to handle that situation? Man, <laughs> May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for those that are you know, struggling between Amen. what the parents want for them mm. and what they want for themselves. Right. The thing that they should focus on is mm. how do I tell my parents, at the end of the day, we have our lives to live. Right. I think most parents, if you could make it clear to them mm. that this is, like if you have a clear path and right. a plan of where you're going, right. 
I think any parent will be willing to support you. Mm. Generally. Generally, yes. Right? There will be parents that are just weirdos. Right. And for them, it doesn't matter what you have, right? <laughs> right, So right. we're not talking about those people. <laughs> right, right. We're talking about the general parent the general, that you yeah, find. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Like, if you know where you're going, they're right. not going to have a problem with how you're going to get there. Right. As long as they see you as, okay, this is an actual plan, and the plan is moving along. How about for, I know there are some instances where people don't feel comfortable and i've seen this as well i wouldn't even imagine saying this back a year ago but now after exploring more people don't feel comfortable about talking to some of their parents seriously mm-hmm. we're talking about their future and what they want it's like excuse you mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you want this and and so it's like ha- having that conversation with somebody i would say that advice that you gave is saying have that conversation yeah, some people are intimidated they're scared they're like uh you know what they're not gonna listen anyway no mm-hmm. try let them not listen. You told mm. them. Mm. Right? You've told them this is what I'm going to do. Right. And at the end, like, especially us living in America, right. it's very, again, if, if, if you know, push comes to shove, right. it's very easy here. Right. right. Because it's America. Right. We're not as reliant as other people in other parts of the world exactly, are on, on yeah. parents and so on. Right? right. So, but you need to be able to have these conversations because they're not going to live that life. Mm. And they've lived their life, alhamdulillah. Right. May Allah bless it for them. Amen. But eventually you have to live your own life. Yes. So in order to do that, sometimes you have to have that conversation. Yeah. Of this is what you want me to do. This is what I want. Let's make a compromise. Mm. And by that, we're going to do this. Right. We're going to do this thing Sahih. that I want. Sahih. Right. As long as, again, you have a plan. Mm. Like, like I, I look at it with my children. Right. They're not at that age to say, like, this is what we want to do, what we want to do. But <laughs> you'd be like, what do you want to do? <laughs> it's, uh, like, so. I can see even, like, the shift in my understanding or my expectation of my children. Mashallah. When I was living here, all I, in an ideal situation, I want them to become scholars. Inshallah. Like, real, real scholars. Right, right? right. Spend time studying and so on. Mashallah. And but then you know the the societal expectation comes mm. of where I want them to not have to struggle the way that I I struggled mm. or my parents struggled or my community struggled. Right. So I want them to become maybe a uh, software engineer. Right. Maybe become doctors. Maybe mm. become lawyers. All of these different things, right? Mm. So I had those kind of expectations. Right. But now, like when I talk to my wife and when we look at the the place that we're living and so on, it's Really, I want to be in a position where you can do what you think is going to make you happy mm. and it's going to bring you benefit and benefit to others. Mm. And I'll be fine with it. Yeah. You don't want to become a sheikh? Inshallah, <laughs> that, that'll be right. as, as long as you understand your religion, right. you want to become a, a writer, mm. author, you know, yeah. You want to become an artist. Mm. My, you might not make money. Mm. But if you understand the struggles that come with it and you're mm. willing to do what it takes to get to mm. those places, mm. alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Like that. Like so, so that's where I'm coming to mm. now. Yes. But before it was like, yeah, mm. this one's going to become a doctor. This one's going to become a... Why, why? What changed? What was in the thinking part of that change? <laughs> Environment. Mm. Right. I think like that, yeah, I would say it's really seeing what people are able to do when they're given their time. Mm. And expectations like removed from them, mm-hmm. so eventually people will like will decide what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to be successful. Right. You have to just put them in a place where they can be successful. Mm-hmm. Here you didn't really see a lot of that, right? Mm-hmm. We wanted to be successful, but there was a lot of barriers for us becoming successful. Right. But here there's a this is a place where there's not a lot of barriers. Right. People have become successful in so many different things. Right. So because of that, it's like, yeah, now now I know that going to college, again, that four-year degree, or going to medical school, or becoming, like, the, all of these things mm. are good things. Mm. But they're not the only ways to success. Mm. So how do I... And there's not, other metrics yeah, to success. Yeah, there's other things, yeah. yeah. It's not always about Life like, how much money I yeah. have, how big my house right. is. So, so it's, you know, like, really the environment changed that for me. Gotcha. Where I'm not, I'm not thinking of the only way that you're going to be successful here. Right. You become one of the big three. Mm. Now we're in a, like we're. <laughs> yes, I get you. Right. That's right. that's what it is. Yeah. No, I get you. Subhanallah. <laughs> and I also want to add on top of that, Sheikh. It's like it depends on the age, like you mentioned. You know, your kids at a young age, 
It's like, who are you to start telling me what you want to do with your life? Not with your life, but what you're trying to do right now. You have to have that kind of direction, that guiding, Mm -hmm. right? But I think there's this age where it's, okay, you're kind of going into the world on your own. Mm -hmm. You're more independent. You're more Mm self-reliant. I ran into, also, I just have so many stories, but I ran into some instances where brothers wanted to do their own thing, Mm -hmm. but they financially relied on their parents, right? And so that served as this, kind of thing where they were hindered from wanting to go ahead and do what they want to do it's like look i'm the one putting food on your plate i'm the one putting a house a roof over your head Mm -hmm. and you want to just do what you want to do yes but it's like once you make your own money you have your own flexibility you can do your own thing Mm -hmm. i don't think parents are going to start coming in you know impeding when you have that own independence would you agree with that yeah i would would agree with that too but also Mm -hmm. i think it helps if the parents themselves are not in that situation Mm -hmm. right Right. If it's not a struggle for them to provide for you, mm. for them to do these things. Exactly. Like, I, I, I think at the end of the day, our parents, right. they want goodness for us. Mm. But what, what sometimes I think they think about is, I couldn't, I, I, I like, I lived in poverty because mm. of these situations. Right. My son shouldn't live like that. Mm. And there's some expectation that when he makes it, mm. he's going to take me along with him. Mm. So because of that, I right. need to really push him mm. to what I know will make him successful. Right. It's the retirement plan. It's the right. 12 like, so yeah. kids that the yeah. Somali be having. That's, that's what it is, right? <laughs> this one got that bill. This one that's, got that, that bill. Yeah. And I've seen like parents really talk like that, right? Mm. Like I'm going to move to this place. Yeah. You send this one. You send that one. You send, mm. Right? But if you're not in that situation, if you're successful yourself, right. you know that like these kids... Mm. You want to be their retirement, really. Mm. That should be the goal of our, mm. like, especially our generation of parents. Right. I know it's, it's hard for our parents. Right. They came and exactly. they had to struggle here and stuff right. like that. Right. For our children, it shouldn't be like mm. that. Exactly. I should be leaving something for my children to where right. if they become writers and they make no money, mm. it's fine. We, right. We've left something for you to where exactly. you're going to. Right. Eventually, that right. break is going to come. Right. You could come to my house. The one yeah. that already paid off, you could come spend yeah. time with your mom, you know? Yeah. You know? You mm-hmm. could talk to us, but you not have the stress of, oh, I got to be doing this for my parents. Mm-hmm. It's the cert, like you said, it's the growing pains mm-hmm. that, like you first time you said, it's what you mentioned. And, and the whole topic is basically how to take advantage of your youth. And I think many of us, it's dependent on what you want to do, right? It's dependent on what you plan and hope to do. Mm-hmm. But many of us also have pitfalls that we fall into that are actively holding us back. And I think one of the major things, Sheikh Fouad, is distractions that we face. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's no bigger, and it needs a whole other episode because we did it before, but the topic of social media and its distraction and its pool. And I want to, Sheikh Fouad, I also want to mention, because personally I went to, uh, so when I was in Egypt, yeah, I remember being in class, and I remember one day I took a Snapchat or an Instagram picture of like the board in my Arabi Bini Adik. And I think I went on a trip the week after that and I took some videos. But then after that, I had my phone in my hand and I was quoting Instagram and I said, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> yo, yo, honest to God. I was like, I was like, Idris, what are you doing? I said, you're in Egypt. Yes. What benefit is this? Yeah. You have homework right there waiting for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying all these people that I have, all these followers, people from Talk Your people from family, all this stuff. If people really want to call me, my phone, everything like that, I really want to connect. But I'm like, what am I What am I on here for? I have this aspiration. Mm-hmm. And it, when you leave the country, it shows you even more how like unbeneficial this is. When you're here, you feel like, oh, I'm kind of you know with it. But over there, you're like, this is just a, it's an illusion. Yeah. And so many, so when I took that break, you know, I, I decided I deleted it. And by deleting off my phone, bro, I didn't even think about it. And I have some people asking, how are you not downloading? Right now, I just recently downloaded to upload for Taki and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's this such a grasp, Sheikh Fuad, that it's like an infinity pool where it takes away all your energy, your focus, all everything. And so for you, yeah. when you see the youth on this platform, for one, what do you think its harms are that they can th- pose? Because some people say, bro, I'm just trying to see what's up, what people are doing or what my friends are doing. But what do you see it as? Man, let me just tell you, living in Silicon Valley. Right. How you? Where... All these things are made and designed. Wow. The ideas of these are coming from these places. Right. Social media has connected us, but has destroyed us at the same time. Right? So what ends up happening is like people don't want to live real life anymore. They want to live a different life. 
And the one way to do that is to busy yourself with social media. You know, like one thing you realize is people cannot disconnect from their devices. It's not even just social media. That now even in ibadat and like acts of worship, they've entered into it. Like it's so normal to go to Jum'ah and somebody's on their phone. Scrolling during the khutbah, responding to messages. All of these because this 30 minutes, I can't be away from it. I need to continue to scroll. I need to continue to do this and this and this and this. And all it does is, wallahi, how powerful these devices are. The times that you are there, you forget everything. Wow. All of your worries that you had, every time you scroll, it's like one of them is going away. They're mm. going away, going away, going away. And you see just hours and hours pass by and you're on the phone. And you don't know where the time has, has gone. And the problems that you're escaping are still waiting for you. They're still you're waiting. You just have to get back to it. Mm. So what do you do? I need to get on it more. <laughs> <laughs> more. I got to start binge watching Netflix. Right, it's this it's this distraction that pulls you away from what's important, and then like the, the like the entire purpose of social media, right, mm-hmm. is to keep you coming back. Right. They have to make money somehow, so it's designed in a way for you to get addicted, and then always craving more and more and more and more. Mm-hmm. You go, we have so many apps. Each one of them, like, look at how many times you pick up your phone to just open it. There's nothing there. Like some of us feel vibrations as if like, oh, I'm getting a notification. There's no notification. Every few seconds we have to pick up the phone. Mm. Every few seconds. And the scary thing I want to add on top of that, Sheikh Fuad, mm-hmm. is that if you know generally the direction that you want to go in your life, mm-hmm. that requires your attention. That requires your focus. That requires your time, your energy. But if these social media or these other things, Netflix mm-hmm. or whatever like that, if these things are literally making money off your time, your energy, your focus, your attention, then who's the direct threat to your aims and your ambitions? It's these platforms. Yeah, yeah. And 100%. people don't think about it critically. People say, but I got to, I know some people, it's a, it's a, <laughs> I got, how, am I, how else am I going to find a, a wife? How else am I going to connect with? <laughs> you know, that's how it would be. That's how people be like, but I'm like, yo, you have to weigh seriously the pros and the cons. Is, and I'm saying, is it worth Becoming less than who you ought to be because you didn't put that focus in there. Is that is that the price you're willing to pay for what? A scroll? Of escaping your problems by scrolling? Yeah. And it's crazy. It's and, and, and and they're getting worse and worse, right? Right. Like like these things are you have the you know the Apple Vision thing coming out. Yeah, oh my God. But that's thirty four hundred. Are you gonna buy it though? For sure. <laughs> that's crazy. Yo, I'm gonna be in Egypt. I'm like, Abdi, hop on the talking have your face. Ah, <laughs> you're right there. I see you. Yeah, I'm like, we talking smack about it, but it's it's no, it's, it's, it's getting crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's this resource, like these social media. It's a resource, but guess what? It depends on how you use it. But most people are gonna use it in the wrong way. Oh, for sure. Most people are gonna use it. Yeah, so yeah. how do you leverage it? So let's okay, because now people okay, they probably understand okay the weight of this. But how do you leverage it? How do you use it in a way? That maybe if it's beneficial, or at least so it doesn't harm you to the extent. Because if you just use it without no limitation, there's a book that I would recommend that I read when I was in Egypt mm-hmm. that really made me internalize. It's called Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport. Mm-hmm. Very beneficial. And he talks about this. He said, uh, he gives an analogy like these big tech industries. He said it's like a David and Goliath. Uh, this is the story that the, you know they say, the Judeo Christian. Mm-hmm. We have our, our version of it, but it's similar in a way. But they say it's basically, what is it? It's you're the underdog and you have this big uh, opposition. And these are billion dollar organizations. They have psychologists. They have resources. Talk about resources. They have all the resources. And guess what? They're coming for you. And so he says, look, you have to active. You can't just be past. Oh, I'm just going to, I'm just Snapchat. I'm just Instagram. No, you have to be proactive. You have to be strategic. I highly recommend all the youth read this because it opened my eyes. And so, how would you recommend, Sheikh Fuad, balancing, okay, what is the strategy so that I can at least maybe not cut it out all the way? Maybe some people don't want to do that. I know the vast majority. Some people would want to do that. Some people just don't. How do you leverage it? How do you use it in a way that doesn't harm you? Man, so alhamdulillah, um, 
with the iPhones, you could set the screen time limitations. Right. Um, so setting the screen time limitations, um, turning off the color, making it grayscale helps mm. a lot. Oh, nice. You don't want to be on social media. And then, like, ultimately, like, one of the things that, that, that's helped me is if I want to access social media, I do it on my computer. Oh, that's a, that's a good one. Right? I do so, that one too, yes. So, like, I go on the computer and then access it. And, and, and it's not fun being on the computer. Right, right. Right, like it's it's you you want you're not going to scroll as much, right? Because it's big and there's so many. Like ugh, this is not. I don't want to do this. Right. And none of the social media platforms, except mm. maybe for like Facebook, right. are really compatible for the for the desktop. Mm. Right. So it's really for these these are like mobile apps, right? Mm. So the functionality of how easy it is to just scroll, 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 mm. it's not there. Mm. And that like that's like an easy way to, for you to say, you know what. Every day mm. for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, I'm going to see what's happening. If there's like really something right. that I want to see. Exactly. But other than that, like I don't want it constantly on my phone. Right. And then what, like one of the, even if it ends up being on your phone, right. turn off the notifications. Right. So you're not notified. Exactly. Because what ends up happening, it will always notify you of something, even if it's not there. Right. And then you go to check it. Then you click this part. Mm. Click this part. Like you want to avoid that. Right. So if it's on the phone, turn off the notifications. Mm. We do like put a timer that tells you. Like even if you ignore the timer, mm. so like like my daughter sometimes picks up my phone, mm. and she'll click on like YouTube, right. and there's like a timer on it, mm. and she's like, "Why are you always putting a timer?" Mm. And like every time you open it, hey, you ran out of time today. Marshall, you cannot right. use it, and right. so on, right? Right. So just like these type of things mm. that they'll remind you just for you to pay attention to. It's actually happening. Right. Because in the moment you yeah. just don't you like look I've up, actually you don't know used an hour going. exactly. I've actually used two hours, three hours. Now it's telling me, hey, mm. <laughs> kind of calm uh, down, calm down. <laughs> yeah. So the, like, just some basic tips, right? Like, right. I get you. That, that would be you. all good advice. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So I also want to tie in this other aspect, Sheikh, of the faith, right? Because Allah Mubarak as an Imam, uh, and also maximizing your youth as much as. You try Allah Mubarak studying in Egypt and continuing to benefit and learn from a faith perspective. Maximize your time. I know you can say so much about this, but why is it especially important in your youth from a faith-based perspective to take advantage of your time? So when, when it comes to like really taking advantage of your youth when it comes to your faith, that's like by learning and stuff like that, right. it's most of us are going to live a long life. Bi'idhnillah. Mm. May Allah grant us long life. Amen. Amen. In that long life, we don't want Islam, especially the basics of it, to be something that every time we have to learn it. Mm. Every time I have I have the same questions 10 years in a row every time Ramadan comes. Mm. Every time Hajj comes, I have the same questions. Every time I have to pay zakat, I have the same questions. Mm. So using your youth to learn these basics. Mm. Makes living the rest of your life Like mm. faith based wise Much easier mm. It's hard to learn when you're older Easy to learn when you're young With no responsibilities right. So using that time to really learn Will make it easier for you to go and say I can live a productive Muslim life mm. If you don't Again not everyone is going to become a sheikh right? right But everyone needs to have a base understanding of their religion right. We cannot be foreigners to this deen of ours mm. Because we believe this is the truth mm. And in it lies salvation Sorry. That in the hereafter Which is going to last forever and ever This is what's going to save us So if that is the case There has to be like an understanding I have of it mm. How to function inside of this religion mm. And really the time to learn those things Is when you're a youth mm. You know this summer mm. I had two, two, two programs running like <laughs> Along one another right. I had a camp that I was doing for Middle and high schoolers mm. And I had a class for um, like young professionals, right. so 22 to 35. Right. And it was both on salah, teaching mm. them salah. Right. Both groups had the same type of questions. Both groups had the same type of struggles when it came to salah. Mm. Same types of misunderstandings when it came to salah. So what does this tell us? Mm. I started to think, why are the people that are 22 to 35 mm. asking me the same questions wow. as the middle schoolers <clears throat> and as the high schoolers. Right. And it all came down to there wasn't really ever an opportunity 
for you to learn about Islam properly, mm-hmm. how to function inside of it, right. outside of maybe what you got at Sunday school, at the madrasa that you went to, at the mm-hmm. duksi that you went to. Exactly. You learned salah by watching the people. You learned wudu by mm. watching the people. Mm. There was no effort to learn these to things learn. that you are required exactly. to know. Exactly. So as you continue to grow, mm. you just continue with those, like the way that you were. Mm. Right? So like we want to avoid that. Right. And the way you do it is learn. Sahih. The basics, not to become a scholar. Mm. Learn how learn to function religion. in the religion. Mm. Life for the rest of the time will become easy for you. Subhanallah. Mm. Subhanallah. And there's so many virtues. I remember uh, even in Egypt, mm-hmm. people would be quoting the ayat in the Quran, mm-hmm. a hadith about the virtues of the one who seeks knowledge. Mm-hmm. And it's inspiring, it's motivating. And I remember Jabril, mashallah, Allah, may Allah increase him. He's my younger brother, and he even benefits me. We, alhamdulillah, and I'm blessed to have that, you know? But we were talking, Fajr, and we had this deep conversation. And it, we, it revolved around the topic of being amongst those who are forerunners, sabiqun, those who are competing in each, each other towards khair. khair. And I'm a very competitive person. Mm-hmm. So when he said this, it kind of increased my attention. Yeah. And he said something that really tricked the thought. Mm-hmm. He said, imagine yawm al-qiyamah that, you know, maybe you, you're here. And alhamdulillah, you skated by. Most yeah. of us, we try to skate by. Mm-hmm. Please, we don't jahannam. That's mm-hmm. what, ya Allah, don't give us jahannam. But then, you know, even when we're supposed to ask for Jannah, we're supposed to ask for Jannah for those. Yeah. We're supposed to ask for the highest level of Jannah. And so I'm thinking, I had this scene in my head that, okay, Dries, inshallah, you made it to Jannah. You made it, Judgment Day, you feel cool. But then you see, he said, this, he said imagine seeing people in front of you. Literally imagine seeing people in front of you, a, a lot of people, and the reward that they have. And alhamdulillah, I have my reward, but I'm like, I could have done, I could have done more. Yeah. I could have done more, like not being satisfied with where you're at in striving, especially, no matter, because even when we talk about dunya matters, learning different things, what better thing to take advantage of your youth than wallahi to be pushing yourself in your religion? Yeah, and Allah. what better way than learning? No other way. That's the beginning. Literally, That's the foundation. That is, yeah. <laughs> For you to perfect your religion, right? first thing is to know. Sorry. If you don't know, it doesn't matter what you do. Right. Because all of it is based on not understanding right. and not knowing what you're supposed to be doing. Right. And this is why like, it's very, very important for people to understand right. the basics of the religion. Mm. And the basics are, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going, has made things fard upon you. Mm. You have obligations you have to fulfill. Mm. You should not have problems understanding what the obligations are. Right. I have to pay zakat. It shouldn't be mm. that I have to, every time that year, that, that time to pay zakat comes, right. I have these questions that need to be answered. Right. Every time I'm going to Hajj, right. every time I'm going to Umrah, every time I'm getting ready to pray, getting ready to make wudu, mm. I should know the basics of these things. Mm-hmm. And really, that's one thing that, alhamdulillah, um, I've been trying to focus on. Mm. Where, like, alhamdulillah, there's like, lectures are good. Right. right? You get that motivation to continue, you get that inspiration and so on. Right. But what's happened in the American Muslim community is, mm. We've decided to take the lectures in mm. place of understanding the basics. SubhanAllah. A lot of people don't it's, know how to pray salah properly. So we, in favor of heart softness, yeah. we don't know. To, to inspire us and right. to say, keep going. Keep going on what? Mm. Keep going on these. As soon as that lecture is over, a week goes by, that motivation is gone. So there needs to be like this balance of I'm learning my religion. And the best time is this time that you're in. So subhanAllah, that's that inspiration. That's the motivation. That's the, hey, okay. I think closing this episode, Sheikh Fahd, is what are the next steps for those people? They say, okay, I get you, Sheikh Fahd. You know what? This is the time. I'm going to start doing that. You know, you have a point. Where do I start now? Where do I go? How do I begin? So what were the steps you took to get here? SubhanAllah. That's uh, okay. Alhamdulillah, Sheikh Fahd, like, when you were here, uh-huh. before you left us. Yeah, <laughs> before you left us. You have to say it like that. Like, before you left us. I have to say it, alhamdulillah. But in general, uh-huh. uh, um, uh, I knew you in the community. Uh-huh. I, I knew of you, mashallah. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go to this masjid. And I see, oh, they're having lessons taught. Uh-huh. Okay, let me go sit in this lesson. Uh-huh. Let me go learn, you know, the fiqh of salah and things of yeah, so yeah, forth. Yeah. Learn our aqidah, uh-huh. things of that sort. And you're going through books, right? Mm-hmm. 
And so sitting and learning directly from you at the masjid, I think that would be the number one source, going to the masjid and seeing, oh, are there any classes? Seeing if there's any flyers. I know, mashallah, a lot of these masjids, they have that, like WhatsApp groups, um, getting connected. Instagram, social media, yeah. Right, so at the bare minimum, okay, there's, there's YouTube and things like that. But like you said, taking advantage of who's there right now in those messages. They're trying so hard to provide those resources. The, the minimum we could do as a youth is take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. And so going to the message, and I think the next step was, okay, I want to take this to another level, mm-hmm. right? I want to go ahead and continue to push myself. Mm-hmm. So I said, let me do Egypt. Let me step away. Mm-hmm. Let me go ahead and benefit and get a deep grasp of my religion. Because if you realize, bro, now more than ever, people, there's more misguidance, to be honest with you, Sheikh Fouad. There's people telling you things that doesn't sound like it's the Quran and the Sunnah. The social media. Yes. Uh-huh. There's the, the things of the Quran and the Sunnah. Okay, is this Quran and the Sunnah? Is this what the Prophet did? Is this what the Prophet said? And how would you be able to engage with that stuff critically and understand if all you know is what your parents did yeah. or what the Imam just said, do this. Yeah. But you don't know under yeah. that. So there was a sense of urgency. Okay, I need to go learn. So I think the benefit, I think the first one that everyone can access it's just stop by the Locally. masjid. Yes. Stop by the masjid. Yes. Get it tapped in. There's a brother, there's amazing brothers and sisters in the community. Mm-hmm. Get to know those in your community. Take mm-hmm. this as a motivation to meet brothers and sisters mm-hmm. in your masjid, in your locality, mm-hmm. right? And push each other upon khair, you know? Yeah. Build that network that you were talking about. Yeah. By the way, that's how that's how I started too. That's how you started? Yeah, I, I started going to the masjid and I was like, oh, they're having these classes. They're having these programs. Let me sit and join them. Joined for a while, kept learning, kept learning. Right. Then at some point, that that desire to go and learn more came. Right. That's when I was like, okay, I have to go to a different place that can provide that. Right. So the first step is always using local resources, mm. because just just see like what's really out there. And Alhamdulillah, I think we have some good brothers here, good masajids here with different programs. Right. Go to them. Mm. Go to them. You'll be inspired from one of those. Right. You'll learn some things from there. Mm. From there, you take it to, if I want to grasp it, grasp it more, mm. I'm going to go overseas. Mm. Right? And really, like now, alhamdulillah, America is growing right. to where, like almost once a month, mm. I write you know, recommendation letters for different seminaries here, Mashallah. like Qalam and so on and these type right. of things, right? right? So those type of resources are also here. Mm. But again, not so for you know our community. Mm, but uh, exactly, yeah. Uh, like right. like we will have to make something. But they're like out that there. Far. They're out like there. for example, there is. If I can't find something here, I could drive up north. That's, that's right? I can go to Redmond, yeah. and they have a big message and they do doing things. Yeah. At the very minimum, yeah. you know. And the, these are close. Doesn't require right. that much sacrifice. You don't have to you know, fly having, across having the country. You don't have to leave, fly across uh, the world. Uh, across <laughs> the ocean, leave your family. Exactly. All these different things. You know. So just always start locally. Soak as much as you can, then go mm. from there. Mm. This was how knowledge was sought before. Right. And this is how true knowledge will continue to mm. be sought in the future. Sorry. You want to add yourself in the time that you are here into that mix. Amazing. Beautiful. Sheikh Fuad, I'm curious, man. What's next for you? I'm curious because uh, inshallah, hopefully we have another update from you. But you want to share us on anything you got going on? How can people connect with you or anything that you're planning mm-hmm. uh, in the future? Um, no, I think Alhamdulillah for um, like work wise and teaching wise, right. my my plan right now is to sp- like really teach teach. Mm. So Alhamdulillah, like I, I I teach in like different massages in the Bay Area, Mashallah. and there's like subjects that connect to give you like a a holistic understanding of Islam. Right. So like in one masjid now we started doing the lives of the Khulafa. Mm. You could go on YouTube. Wow. Search up the MCA Bay Area wow. every Thursday, Maghrib to Isha. What is that website called or the YouTube? Channel? YouTube MCA Bay Area. MCA Bay Area okay. You go from there, or you go to Yasin Foundation. Mm. I'm actually going to teach um, like the the Qawaid of Fiqh, Mashallah. right? And then I have a Fiqh class, a six month Fiqh class that we just started. Okay. Uh, like we've had five sessions, Sundays ten to eleven. Mm. It's available on Zoom. It's Mashallah. available to on YouTube. On Facebook Hold on You might find me in that Hold on Inshallah, on, Inshallah. Especially Sunday. while I'm here You know While you're yes. here Join yeah, Exactly You know So Alhamdulillah And then There's a Like really one of the things That I'm excited for That's going to come soon Is mm. We're starting a Three year hadith program Wow um, On Saturdays So we'll go through Like classical works of hadith Right 
of going from one to the next level to the next level to the next level sure. starting from beginner mm-hmm. all the way to eventually get into the six books of hadith wow. that's the goal with it and right. alhamdulillah like like other th- other things that i do right, right? so inshallah yeah. follow yeah. taki haq follow me on instagram <laughs> social media wherever it is right. inshallah these will be uploaded there uploaded inshallah. there i'll go ahead and put it in the bio for you guys to go ahead and check out what sheikh fuad is up to and just like you said you don't even have to even drive someplace yeah. which would be even more beneficial but you can go on zoom bro so crazy you can go on zoom you can benefit we're not willing yeah. to open it we're already on our devices by the way we on the instagram we're we on the, already, just, look at that. that live comes on just right. watch it that's it benefit from it that's it alhamdulillah yeah, Anyways, alhamdulillah, I'm so thankful, Sheikh Fuad, for <laughs> you joining <laughs> us on a last-minute notice. No, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. That was wonderful catching up with you. Yeah, I wish you could have gone more into your yeah. time in Misr. Alhamdulillah. Looking forward to that first inshallah. episode to inshallah. you know, listen to. Yes, and, it will. You know, we'll, we'll reflect on it. it we'll have our conversation, inshallah. I'll be back soon. Inshallah. inshallah. Okay, y'all. That was this episode of Talk. Ya Haq. I hope you guys enjoyed. Go ahead and like, share, and subscribe. And share with a friend, inshallah, that you think I will benefit and I will see you guys on the next episode of Talk Yahab.